Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, today we've got an important show because, as you know, one of our major visits at Open to Hope is adults losing a parent, and there's Mm -hmm. so little on it. And it's really interesting when we have a grief expert on who's been working with families and children and started an organization who's had a parent loss in the last three years. And so I think today we're going to talk about grief support after the loss of a parent. How do you want to introduce our guest? Sure. So as you said, mom, we're going to talk about grief support after the death of a parent. We're going to talk with Allison England Drake, whose mother died three years ago. And she is the founder of Full Circle Grief Center. And it's in Richmond, Virginia in 2008. She works with grieving children, adults, and families, and has done this for nearly 20 years. And this organization is so comprehensive. They do educational programs. They do trauma work within communities. They do individual work. They have, she has a lot of therapists that work there. They do group work. I mean, it's really an amazing organization. So welcome to our show, Allison. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So Allison, I was thinking about your organization, Full Circle. And in a way, you've come full circle, haven't you? I sure have. I sure have. Tell me about why you called it Full Circle, and and Mm -hmm. let's talk about your Full Circle. So when I founded the organization, that was one thing that I really struggled with, was what is the perfect name Mm -hmm. for exactly the type of work we could do? And thinking about our mission and what I really envisioned for the organization, you know, the name was so important to me, but it really was looking um, at, at a couple aspects of it. A lot of the work that we do is in a group. So it's a lot, we do both individual and group work. But when you look at actually how we sit in a group and how we support one another, we're always in a circle Mm -hmm. and we're in a circle of that support. Um, And so that was a big part of it is that, that there's so much um, compassion and growth possibility in that full circle, people being together and supporting one another but then it's also when you look at grief, um, we, especially when you're in a group of individuals who are grieving, um, some, somebody's in that group that had ex- experienced a death three weeks ago. And then there's someone that's in that group mm-hmm. that experienced a death three months and three years and 13 years from that. And so when you're looking at it, that, that ability to support one another at various different parts of your grief journey is, is how I looked at that full circle um, in terms of you come to group at one point really needing that support. And then maybe you come back to that group later and you're able to provide that support mm-hmm. to someone else. So that was a really big part of that full circle. Given that you've been working with people that have had parent loss for yes. almost 20 years, yes. was there anything that surprised you or that you learned about parent loss when you had your own experience? When I was facing the death of my own mom, Um, She was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and lived for about 13 months, but she was in hospice for about nine weeks um, at the end. And so obviously it was a death that I was anticipating and we knew was unfortunately going to happen. Um, And so as a grief professional, I thought 
you know, I, I can do this. I know the right way to do this. I know the right way to support my dad through this. I knew the right way to support my children through this. And um, I was felt pretty confident in my ability to walk the grief journey. But when you are going through something like that as intense and as emotional of watching your parent go through the dying process and then watching your parent actually um, die, I think everything that you learn as a professional goes out the window a little bit mm -hmm. because you are a human being first. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not a professional first. And so I think that um, there was a lot of aspects of my own grief journey that were surprising to me, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. That, you know, with my own experience, I think one of the hardest things for me was when my dad was dying, giving him permission to leave. Very much so. I, I knew from a professional standpoint that it was important. Yes. Like the hospital had told us, everyone had told us, but I still didn't want to do it because, right. you know, I still held out the, the miracle that he was going to have a miracle and live. Right. Even though everybody was telling me otherwise. Right. And so I think that that's a really, the part that I really learned um, that I knew, mm -hmm. but I really learned as a, as a person, as a daughter was that, um, you know, there's so many things, okay. You know, it's the right thing to do to say it. Yeah can let go or you know that there's all these different things that are quote unquote the right thing to do but when you're living it you really have to go with your gut and you really have to go with what is important to you what is important to the loved ones in your family what is important to the person that is dying and make your judgments there because grief is mm -hmm. so personal and grief is so you know there's a saying that everybody's grief is as different as their fingerprint like you know that. and watching you know and and my mom was going through her own you know, steps of grief too, yeah. because she was, you know, going through the dying process. And then my dad was going through very different steps. I was, you know, her sisters were my children. Mm -hmm. We were all going through very different, you know, experiences of grief and to, to accept that and acknowledge that and not get so stuck on what, um, everyone else's grief looks like. Yeah. I would like to ask you both what it means to you to lose a parent, uh, as an adult. I think that for me, it is more of, that denial or shock or whatever you want to call it, that I don't have a mother anymore, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think it's more of that, um, you know, knowing that um, everything that a, that a mother does and supports you and, and, and takes care of you and helps you. I think that it's just more of that. Um, I'm still shocked sometimes to this day when I, when it sort of sneaks up on me and surprises me that, you know, I am a child that doesn't have a mother. I'm a motherless daughter, you know, and um, I think that, you know, it is, it impacts the way that I mother my own children as well. Um, you know, I think that we always think, um, you know, our moms are always going to be there. They're going to always be there for us, you know, and I think that, um, it's just that knowledge of that large void in your, in your life. It's still yeah. surprising to me. I don't know my life without my father. Mm -hmm. I've never right. lived a life without, I've never lived a day without him. So, right. you know, not to have him here is a big thing. And I, I used to go and ask him just everyday things, questions, you know, he was very supportive of my life. He was very interested in my life. You know, he, would ask really good questions and I'd have to even be more introspective about my life and he's not there anymore. You know, right. I can't call him if I have a question or concern or I'm stressed about something. Right. So right. it's a big, it's a huge loss. I think for right. me, my brother's death was a huge existential crisis because he was only 17. 
um, and died in a car accident. And my father's death has also been an existential crisis. Mm -hmm. I've, I've kind of had to look, but not, it's, it's different because I'm an adult now, but I've had to say, you know, why am I here? What do, what do I want going forward without my dad? Like, what do I want the next stage in my life, the next chapter to look like now that my dad's not here? It's been mm -hmm. interesting that I've had these questions. Very much so. so. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like too, you know, it's, I, I think, you know, parents are the people who know your story. They know your story from the beginning to the present, you know, yeah. and I think it's, it's, um, you know, all those things that I, I don't have my, my, um, Hey mom, what did we do about this? Or, Hey mom, yeah. how do I do this? Or, you know, um, it's, it's your history, it's your story and it's your, you know, like, like you said, Heidi, your guidance many times, yeah. I think, um, my, I'm, I'm a single parent as well. And so for me, my mom was kind of my, my, my backup yeah. all the time in the sense of when I needed help, when I needed support, when, you know, somebody was sick, she was my divide and conquer, you know? Yeah. And so um, I think that that, that's just a, a huge void for sure. Yeah. And I would think it would be someone you could bounce stuff off of. Talk about some of the things you've done to take care of yourselves. For me, you know, I, I do a lot of the normal therapist, mental health practitioner sort of avenues of self-care in the sense of taking breaks and walking and spending quiet mm -hmm. time and, and, and doing those sort of things. But I think around my mom's death, I think what is really important for me or what has been really healing for me is talking about her. Like mm -hmm. that is, that is really um, staying connected to her and telling stories and sharing her with other people and talking to my children about her and telling stories and us laughing about great moments and, you know, things that my mom did. Um, that for me has been really healing. And I will say that as a lot of what research says as well, is when you maintain those bonds, when you continue those bonds with your loved one, whether it's a parent or, or anyone else, obviously important to you, continuing bonds and keeping their memory alive and staying connected to them, even though they aren't here anymore, finding ways to stay connected to them. And through, for my family, it's storytelling. It's, um, you know, talking about memories, sharing pictures, things like that. And that's, that's also something that we do on, on anniversaries. Um, and I hear this from my, my clients all the time, and I will 100% back it up. When, it, you know, oftentimes that month leading up to that anniversary or, or however period of time that is, you just feel off a little bit sometimes and it's some things just don't quite feel right. And I think for me, it's planning, it's understanding what we're going to do for that day of the anniversary. So taking sort of a little bit of control back a little bit of what are we going to do? How are we going to celebrate her? And, and that is big for us is celebrating her and, you know, let's, let's have dinner together. Let's talk about her. Let's, you know, look at pictures, let's celebrate and not shy away from that anniversary, no matter how painful it can be. So that's really important for us. I'm in a different stage because I don't have any anniversaries yet. This is a year right. of firsts. So because my dad's only been dead for five months. So it's a year of firsts and I have a hard time looking at pictures. Mm -hmm. I, I tend to avoid them. Um, you know, I occasionally look at them, but I just, they make me very emotional right now. So, um, but I, self-care has been super important. And I like what you said, Allison, about memories, mm -hmm. because talking about him as he was, when he was alive, I love to do. And he had, was super funny. He was like one of the funniest people. I, I think I know my, my husband said last night, your dad was the funniest person I've ever met. 
So, you know, we talk, we just, talking about things that make me happy, you know, the, the positive memories, like you're saying, sharing them with my family. Um, that's been really important. And walking is super important. Yeah. Doing yoga is really important. If I feel anxious, because I notice that sometimes I have a lot, I have anxiety and doing yoga will help me a lot. It'll help ground me again. Um, I have two puppies, so that's been good. They're both a year old. So playing with them or petting them has been good. So yes, I think, you know, getting back into my body is important when I'm feeling overwhelmed and, and not trying to look forward too much. Like mm-hmm. I notice that if I say to myself, oh my gosh, I will for the rest of my life, not physically see him again, that feels really overwhelming. Yeah. So just try, trying to be more mindful and stay more present focused. Well, let's go to rituals before we end this show. Um, do you have some rituals, Allison, that you might recommend to people who've lost a parent? Um, yes, such a great question. Because I, I think, um, I think you know, so much of the research as well as my, my own ex- professional experience with people that I've worked with, rituals are really important and part of that staying connected. But rituals are also so personal. You know, for some people, they want that ritual where there's, um, you know, they're doing a big balloon release or something on an anniversary or a birthday with a big group of people, or they're having, you know, a barbecue to celebrate their loved one's birthday or something like that. And then other people, rituals are just something you do in the quiet of your own home by yourself. And so it can be as simple as lighting a candle and giving yourself some space and quiet time to look at the candle, um, think about your loved one, cry, pray, whatever it is that you may may do. Um, I always like to talk to families too, especially those families that are really dreading the anniversary or birthday or really not knowing exactly what to do. All right, let's come up with a plan. Um, what was their favorite meal? You could make their favorite meal. What was their favorite restaurant? What was their favorite hobby? Um, what was their favorite song? you know, just play the song. Um, again, it can be so personal and so, um, but it can be so intentional and so, you know, important. And I think that that's what I never want people to get caught up. Oh gosh, my ritual is not good enough. Or my ritual is not big enough, you know, because it is just something that works for you. And some people, they, you know, they create a space in their house where they have in the corner, you know, on a corner table or, or wherever it may be pictures and mementos of their loved one. And that's a place that they go and just sit. And, and, you know, sort of meditate or contemplate memories or, or things like that. Um, but I, I definitely think that the, that, you know, thinking about what is important to your loved one or what is important to you. I know my, our first Thanksgiving without my mom, that was a huge, Thanksgiving was huge for her. And, um, you know, we always hosted at her house. And so my dad and I just to continue that tradition and, you know, not everyone in my family was big on the ritual. Not everyone in my family wanted to be part of it. But for me, it was really, really important. And so the centerpiece of the table, I just put out things in the center that were really important to her. Like she loved the beach. So I put some seashells. She loved lighthouses. I put a lighthouse. She had these little angel figurines. I put them in there and just put a couple things around there that were important to her. And, you know, I just lit the candle in the middle before, she, you know, my dad and my kids and I lit the candle before um, everyone else arrived, the rest of the family arrived. And again, it, it was something really simple and really small, but it was really meaningful to us to have her presence felt. Uh, I love that. Thank you so much for being on our show today. And tell us uh, people how they can get a hold of your website and your things that you're doing. 
Sure, thank you. Yes, we have a lot of resources, a lot of pre-recorded workshops, um, articles that our staff has written. So our website is full circle G as in grief center. So fullcirclegc.org. And we have a place on there too that they can contact us if they um, are interested in more resources. Great. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Allison. I'm proud yes. of the wonderful work you're doing. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Allison, for helping grieving children, adults, and families come full circle. And thanks everybody for joining us on the show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours till you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.